This is Sarah Lemon, author of The Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Old school plant proteins were the topic of my most recent food section column, and those also run under the name The Whole Dish. I think the headline in the print edition actually was, It's Okay to Go Old School, (laughs) above my photo of tofu as a substitute for roasted chicken in one of my family's favorite springtime Asian-inspired salads. Might have been my editor's way of making a joke about how many years, 15 now that I've been contributing to the newspaper's food section. I was making a case for the appeal of this less flashy, admittedly kind of mundane form of protein amid the buzz around Beyond Burger, Impossible Meats, all of these things that really masquerade as animal protein. That is, they're persuading people who might not have been inclined to plant-based diets before to give them a try. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with them. I've tried a number of them myself, except the cost. I find them expensive, pound for pound, compared with tofu and tempeh. And in fact, I understand the point of view of people who are vegetarian, are vegan, who say that they don't want a protein source that looks and tastes like meat. If they did, they would just eat the real thing. What they want is something like tofu, like tempeh, or some of these other products that have been on the market many more years. My column went into some detail about different types of tofu in a bid to persuade people to familiarize themselves with this protein. It can be used in so many different ways, incorporated into foods where it's sort of disguised or really allowed to shine. And it all depends on what type you purchase, how you handle it, and how you're incorporating it into your dishes. I gave some recipes for a sushi bowl with extra firm pressed tofu, as well as a tofu pesto pasta using soft tofu. And finally, a cilantro goddess dressing blended up with silken tofu, which I think is a great technique for smoothies as well. I didn't get the chance to share all of my favorite tofu recipes in this column, of course. It's just not enough space. So I dug back through the archives of my blog and found one that I really wanted to share that also uses soft tofu. And I just think it's a really unusual dish that goes beyond sort of the typical stereotype people tend to hold about Asian influenced recipes using tofu. I also thought that I would walk readers and listeners through the sushi bowl recipe and the techniques specifically for pressing tofu, which I did discuss in a previous podcast last month, 
That was posted January 7th under the headline, Baked Tofu Makes Healthful Tasty Fusion Tacos. And it roughly coincided with a blog post on January 4th under the headline, Press Baked Tofu for Flavorful Asian Fusion Taco Filling. Sort of a nod to these fusion tacos, the quote-unquote Korean taco that have been really popular over the past decade or so. And how this sort of is a takeoff of that trend, but also really incorporating a lot more plant proteins, including peanut butter and a peanut sauce, and also really increasing the presence of veggies in tacos. And this one specifically used some Swiss chard as well as radishes and onion. You can go back and find that recipe again under the January 4th post my blog and the headline press baked tofu for flavorful Asian taco filling and follow along with the previous podcast posted on January 7th. And that's available at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts. For this episode, I want to share, as I mentioned, the sushi bowl recipe. And that also ran with my column And that can be found at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen hole hyphen dish. It was published February 24th under the headline old school plant proteins. (laughs) But first the recipe for Don Bari Saburo. This is a Japanese recipe from the Japanese country cookbook by Russ Rudzinski. I posted this to my blog under our previous site, which I now refer to as the archives, that's blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And you can search this platform for any number of keywords, and you can even search by month or year to read my blog post from 2007 to 2019. This dish isn't a vegetarian dish. It's actually a dish that combines a little bit of animal protein with soft tofu and eggs for really a protein-packed meal, but one that minimizes your reliance on more costly and less healthful, arguably, animal protein. This particular recipe calls for ground beef, but it could very easily be made with lamb And I also have a plan to make this with some locally raised goat that I have ground in my freezer currently. And I've mentioned as a topic of previous columns and blog posts, Don Bari Saboro was posted to my January 29th, 2019 blog under the headline, Dish Combines Tofu Egg to Cut Beef Consumption. You could certainly very easily find this post by typing in to the search field at the top right-hand corner of the page, Don Bori, D-O-N-B-U-R-I, and it would pop right up. Or you can select from the drop-down menu on the right-hand side of the page under archives and select January 2019, and it'll be right at the top. They're posted in reverse order. This was from the 29th. It calls for two tablespoons vegetable oil, two carrots that have been peeled and minced, two scallions that have been trimmed and minced, four to six ounces ground beef, or again, any ground meat of your choice. I mentioned lamb, goat, 
certainly turkey or chicken could even be used for lower fat content, but milder flavor. There's eight ounces soft tofu, diced in half inch cubes, a half bunch spinach, or a half cup frozen chopped spinach that's been thawed. Two tablespoons granulated sugar, four tablespoons soy sauce, salt to taste, four eggs, and this is served with hot steamed rice. So prepare that separately. In a large skillet or wok over medium-high heat, heat the two tablespoons of vegetable oil and saute those two carrots that have been peeled and minced until they're tender. Add the minced scallions and cook until they're limp and add the four to six ounces ground beef or other meat, breaking it up to prevent chunks from forming. Cook until it's just lightly browned. You don't want this real crispy. Add the tofu, that's eight ounces soft tofu, diced in half inch cubes, the half bunch spinach or that half cup frozen, chopped and defrosted spinach, the two tablespoons granulated sugar or the four tablespoons soy sauce and salt to taste. Cook on low until heated through. Stir it carefully so the tofu doesn't break up. You're using a softer tofu in this particular recipe because it's kind of mimicking the texture of the soft meat and the soft egg that's going to be added here at the very end. It's not a dense, chewy tofu texture you're going for here, but one that sort of just melds with everything else. So beat the four eggs and add to the mixture, cooking and stirring carefully until they're done for about four to five minutes. Put hot rice in four bowls and top with the meat egg mixture. Add hot sauce if desired, and that makes four servings of Don Bari Sorboro. That's originally from the Japanese Country Cookbook by Russ Ritzinski. That's just a lovely, I think, fast, easy, thrifty, basically pantry staple meal, in my opinion. You could even use it with leftover ground cooked meat and just fold it into all the other ingredients. This is how I love to cook. Just very, very simple ingredients cooked quickly served with rice. This is the sort of thing that my kids just happen to love. Surprisingly, they also love sushi bowls, particularly if they have a wide variety of produce and they've even eaten raw ahi tuna on a sushi bowl, which just kind of blew my mind when they were like five and three. <laughs> I thought my kids are eating raw tuna. I've written a column about this and how to appeal to young diners, but it is a family favorite. And this particular recipe, which can also be found in the archives of my blog from June 7th, 2017, and search the same way, drop down menu under archives on the right hand side of the page, you'll find this post under the headline, Sushi Bowl is a simple way to savor seaweed. Another way to find this, of course, would be to search the term seaweed in the search field in the top right-hand corner of the page. It was sort of promoting the sea vegetables that are a component of this sushi bowl. If you don't love that or you're just not sure about sea vegetables, I would say they're not an absolute must-have. The thing about sushi bowls 
and I have promoted them in this way, is they can be made exactly to your taste into each diner's taste at the table. It can assemble it just how you like it. So don't get hung up on the seaweed, but it does sort of evoke that wrapper, nori wrapper around sushi in the sushi bowl if you like that. It calls for one 14-ounce package extra firm tofu, and that's rinsed. Three tablespoons soy sauce, divided use, plus more for serving. One cucumber that's been peeled, seeded, and sliced into half moons. One avocado that's been pitted, peeled, and cubed. One carrot that's been peeled and shredded. Two scallions that have been trimmed and finely chopped. A quarter teaspoon salt. Two tablespoons rice vinegar. Two teaspoons sesame oil. One tablespoon mild red or yellow miso paste and three cups cooked rice. You can use white rice. You can use brown rice or sushi rice, that short grain rice or a combo. You can even use forbidden black rice, which is more costly, but really, really striking. I think sometimes if you have bright colored produce ingredients on top of it, certainly this is an opportunity to choose what's in season. I also like cabbage on top of sushi bowls. Mango is really, really lovely if you have the contrast between the sweet and the salty, and they're in season right now. Peppers, bell peppers, are something that my family commonly uses. And radishes and thinly shaved turnips, daikon radish, watermelon radish, those are all coming into season. And of course, asparagus we're starting to see in grocery stores. That would be lovely in this. You can really take this opportunity to just load up your plate with fresh, colorful, in-season veggies in addition to the tofu. In fact, even though this is a podcast about tofu, a companion to a column about tofu, just don't even use the tofu. (laughs) That's a barrier of some sort. Just make this with all the lovely veggies you can find. But to prepare this extra firm tofu, it calls for pressing it. And again, this is a method that was discussed in that previous blog post about tofu tacos and the podcast that went with it. And it basically entails slicing the tofu into half inch thick slabs. Usually I cut mine crosswise, laterally across the brick of tofu, basically, and then set those on a baking sheet. Or if you have a really large plate, that could work as well. But you want it to lie flat and line it with a clean kitchen towel. Cover it with a second towel and weight it with another baking sheet. Let that drain for 15 minutes. You'll get even more water pressed out if you put something heavy on top of the baking sheet on top, cans from your pantry or you know just other kind of heavy kitchen items. You're pressing out the water because that improves the texture when you're going to bake this tofu. It also allows the tofu to reabsorb whatever flavors you're putting with it, a sauce, for example. That was the idea behind the tofu tacos, which had a peanut sauce. That was the idea behind the salad that I discussed in my column was this baked tofu soaked in a peanut sauce. It gives it flavor, whereas tofu on its own doesn't really have much flavor. So preheat the oven to 425 degrees. The tofu's draining. In a large bowl, toss together the cucumber that's been peeled, 
seeded and sliced in half moons, the avocado that's been pitted, peeled, and cubed, the carrot that's been peeled and shredded, and the two scallions trimmed and finely chopped. Season with the salt, and that's a quarter teaspoon, two tablespoons rice vinegar, two teaspoons sesame oil, and one tablespoon of the soy sauce. Now, granted, this is a technique that's going to give all those vegetables a lot more flavor, but if you don't want that salt necessarily right off the bat from the soy sauce, and if you want to keep ingredients separate for your family's preferences, this isn't an absolute must-do step either. You could easily lay out these ingredients on a tray. You could easily sprinkle a little bit of soy sauce and sesame oil and rice vinegar over them, kind of leaving each type of produce in its own separate pile. It's really up to you. So to make the sauce for the tofu, whisk together the one tablespoon mild red or yellow miso paste, and that's another soy product, fermented soybeans, into two tablespoons of the soy sauce. Cube the drained tofu and toss with the soy miso sauce and spread it out on an oiled baking sheet. Roast it in the preheated 425 degree oven, stirring once for 20 minutes. It's important that you do grease the baking sheet, I found, when you're cooking tofu, because it definitely does stick. And whether you oil that or you have some nonstick spray, I've started using the avocado spray in a can recently, and I think that that's a really good product. But greasing it is going to keep it from sticking. It does get a nice crust on the outside from being baked in the oven like this. So this recipe calls for adding the three cups cooked rice along with the roasted tofu and one 0.7 ounce package of crisp seaweed to the bowl with the vegetables. Now again, you can easily just keep all these separate and dish up your cooked rice it calls for three cups cooked rice into individual bowls and then let people build the bowls the way they like them. With the roasted tofu, some portion of that, all those veggies, and then maybe sprinkling some seaweed on top. Again, it's really up to you whether you want to toss it all together or present this as more of a DIY meal. Add a little more soy sauce if you like and serve sushi bowls at room temperature. And that makes three servings. Published with my most recent food section column, on February 24th under the headline, Old School Plant Proteins. So give those recipes a try, whether you are a longtime fan of tofu or just starting to incorporate it into your diet and enjoy its flavors, textures, and health benefits. Find more globally inspired recipes using seasonal produce on my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.